Hello, and welcome back to the Court Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Brian McInnes, and today I'm honored to be joined by former Hawaii basketball great, Predrag Sabovich. In the early 2000s, UH's international brand of hooping was all the rage. Savo, Carl English and company were rock stars on campus, and they became the first UH squad to earn repeat WAC tournament championships and trips to the NCAA tournament. Sabovich, who is now CEO of the club Bilbao Basket in Spain's elite top league, had a swagger and mystique about him during his time in the islands that could be summed up in three words. I am Savo. The two-time first-team all-wax selection left in 2002 on the then-winningest team in program history, 27-6, and six, as the number four scorer in program history, 1,414. He was one of the few UH alums to enjoy a stint in the NBA. No one has scored as many points as Savo in Manoa since. Meanwhile, the NBA is back in action, insulated in the Orlando bubble, but COVID-19 sports dominoes continue to topple. The Big West Conference just announced its fall sports, primarily women's volleyball and soccer, are suspended through the end of the calendar year. As for college football and basketball, there are still open questions. But now, here's Savo. On this week's edition of the Court Sense Podcast, I'm being joined by all-time UH basketball great Predrag Savovich, who is, I believe, in Spain right now. Is that correct, Savo? That's correct. North of Spain, Basque Country, Bilbao. Yeah, that's that's the club that you are CEO of since I believe September of last year. You you've actually been a CEO of another club in Spain. Um, Savo, I'll just start off by asking you, man, like what's what's life like for you right now during this? global uh, pandemic crisis that's kind of taken hold everywhere. Well, thanks. Thanks for reaching out, Brian. Good to talk to you. And I uh, just want to say aloha to everybody that's listening and watching us today. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough because I live between London and uh, Bilbao. So my family uh, lives there. And then every couple of weeks I spent a few days, uh, five days uh, in London. But ever since uh, February, when we were visiting, uh, California uh, in Nevada. Um, I haven't seen them up until ten days ago, so it's been tough. Oh, wow. it's been tough. Uh, Spain was uh, pretty much, you know, devastated by by the by the coronavirus. You know, we were confined to our homes during uh, almost three months. You know, the, the everything was stopped in the tracks, um, sporting events, any other events. I mean, streets were deserted like from a bad movie. You know, it was terrible. Uh, lots of people died, unfortunately. Lots of people got very sick. Um, we had some people very close to us that passed away. So, oh, man. you know, we lived it uh, firsthand. But, you know, uh, as you know, as human beings, we are positive. Uh, trying to, you know, get back on track. Trying to get back into day-to-day operations for the club. Uh, business, as usual. Trying to, you know, prepare the season the best way we can. Uh, kicking off next next week. Players are coming in from all over the world, and we're hoping, you know, to to start playing soon. Wow! And Liga Endesa—that's the the top league in Spain, right? Of which your club is a part of, was actually able to crown a champion, right, this past season. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, ECB is actually the second best league in the world after the, the NBA. 
uh, commercial league, great team teams, and uh, we managed uh, something very similar that NBA is doing now. We did uh, in the month of June, and we finished eighth in the league. And the champion was our neighbors here, 50 miles away, Vasconia. Uh, nice. Champion. Yeah, so you mentioned three months, like everything was kind of on lockdown, right? You, you couldn't go anywhere, fly anywhere. No, uh, no, no. We couldn't go out of the house except for uh, buying maybe a bread or some food or uh, getting uh, something out of pharmacy. That's basically what you were allowed to do. That I'm sure that was tough for you, I guess, not being able to go back home or at least see your oh, family yeah. in, in London, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. That's correct. But, you know, and um, thanks to Zoom and go to meeting and uh, teams and you know all these other platforms i mean you know whatsapp and <laughs> we got right. a chance to talk and chat every day so i mean it was tough but at the end you know this new technology helped us where I'm, up to yeah i'm curious where where do you kind of consider home these days you know you i guess you have to travel wow. a lot <laughs> uh that's what we want definitely that's my that's where i left in 1993 Mm-hmm. And I come back every year, um, happily to, to come back, spend a couple of weeks, 10 days a year with my friends and family. And, um, you know, I've been in Bilbao altogether some 16 years already, spent four great years in Hawaii, you know, spent one year, a couple of years almost in Denver and a half and um, one year in Belgium. So, you know, Hawaii will be my my third home. To call it <laughs> all right all right uh yeah i mean i definitely want to ask you a little bit more kind of about your roots i mean uh you were born in what is now croatia correct me if i'm wrong That's right. i was born in croatia in 1976 actually at that time it was yugoslavia so. right right and i was born in yugoslavia and um, moved to montenegro when i was five years old six years old and then you know started making my way through uh the basketball leagues around the world and uh, finishing my career here in Bilbao. So when um, I read that you, the education aspect of, of college in America was really what drew you over there to play college ball, um, how did that kind of final decision come out? Like come about after, I think you'd already played for some club teams in Yugoslavia, maybe maybe you had the option to go directly to the pros uh, to be paid for oh, basketball. Yeah, I had an option to continue my career as a professional player, but then, you know, it's a point of your life especially when i was 21 years old it was a war-torn country no perspective i haven't seen i didn't see myself um you know uh, passing by the point of you know looking forward uh towards some great career in basketball so you know this decision was easy for me to make i had an option to go to university of alabama at birmingham mm-hmm. which was my uh, my my college university previous to uh to hawaii I spent a year there uh, with, uh, with some great people in uh, Alabama. And then, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough that in one of the pickup games that I was I was playing in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, working for a couple of friends of mine, the Dana Pump and David Pump, Pump Brothers, you know, working on their camps in L.A. Um, you know, the coaches from Hawaii, they I caught their eye. And, you know, from there on, I was four years. I haven't been leaving. Islands ever since. Yeah, I read that Riley saw you at that clinic in California, but not actually during the clinic. Like he saw you playing pickup ball oh, after yeah, the saw clinic. Pickup ball after the clinic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I mean, so <clears throat> what made you kind of decide? You know, Hawaii was it like the fact that they already had this like international cast of guys on the team? No, or, no. To be honest no, with no. you, I mean, just 
you know, they said, do you want to consider Hawaii? I said, Hawaii? Yeah, why not? I mean, I love sea, I love ocean. Good weather, great people. I mean, it was everything I, I hoped for. It was probably four, four best years of my life. Wow. I must admit. And yeah, you were here four years. I think you had to, you had to sit out the first year because you were coming from another Division One team. Um, yes. But obviously, yeah, you guys enjoyed great success the next three years. And you guys make the NCAA tournament back-to-back years. That's still the only time that's ever happened out here mm-hmm. uh, for Hawaii ba- men's basketball, at least. And so what, I guess, was your like initial reaction once you came out here? You know, how did you get through that first year? And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Salvo, like during the, your time out here was when the NCAA really started looking at foreign players fairly or unfairly, like guys like yourself who had maybe played at least alongside some club guys, even if you didn't get paid, you, you were kind of yeah. unfortunately during that time. And I think you had to sit out a few games because of that. Like, how did you get through all that? stuff i mean in hawaii that was easy to go through that you know? <laughs> hawaii, the paradise of the world so everything uh, all the troubles you have in hawaii they seems uh, less troubling <laughs> uh but that was well it was great support from coach wallace and uh, at that time and and his coaching staff i mean uh, with, with uh with, with with riley and then and nash and uh wheels i mean you know it was it was it was easy to you know to adapt and then with Scott Frigeau and you know people helped out and uh, people people worked with me and uh, everybody else. I mean it was a great sense of family, so it was easy really. In Hawaii, everything was much easier. You know, being separated from family. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen my family ever since I stepped on the U.S. soil. I haven't left for five years. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know I had a very clear objective: what I want to do. I want to finish college. I wanted to play the NBA. So. I, you know, I reached both of those goals. Unfortunately, you know, with my injuries and my age, I could have stayed longer in the, in the NBA. I had a decent career in Europe, finished very early due to injuries. But then, you know, I, I, I was still working in the sports industry as a CEO. You mm-hmm. know, this is my third club. Uh, you know, and it's great. I mean, uh, we had some success. We played finals here of the Spanish uh, championship games. Uh, we played against Philadelphia 76ers in 2011, one of the very few teams in Europe that, that played it. Uh, we organized a World Cup champion, World Cup here in Bilbao in Spain, uh, where Americans played um, in 2012, I think, 2013. So, you know, I had some great success being away from uh, from the floor as a player, uh, being in front of the in front office. So it was fun. It was great. And I know you got kind of a, a late start on your college career, right? I think you were already like, what, 21, 22 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there's always a doubt if I'm like 21, 27 or 30, you know? Guys joked all, all the time about it. <laughs> Carl English, even now I talk to him, and I, you finally can say your age, you're 50. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I started late. I started, I, I think I caught the last train, which was 21 years old, that you could be eligible to uh, okay. to play in NCAA. So I did, I did start late, finish college late at 26. And basically played for like six years professionally, not that long. Right. So you probably hung it up as a player, what, when you were kind of, what, 30, right right around there? 30, 31, 32, when 31. I finished playing. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, I, I got to ask you, like, you mentioned Yugoslavia. You know, it's kind of a very tumultuous time there when you were growing up and before you left. Like, who were your kind of role models in basketball? Like, I mean, 
Drazen Petrovic was one guy who came out of there at yeah. that time. Drazen Petrovic was definitely the guy because of the work ethic. I mean, mm-hmm. I was the guy that believed that anything, everything can be reached by hard work. And even in my professional life right now, I mean, there's lots of things that uh, I figured I'm, I'm not born for, but then, you know, you just work hard and you get things in order and no doubt, you know, you know what you want to do, what you want to reach and then just work hard. I mean, and things can get happen. Things can happen for you. Uh, they can be, you know, n- not all of us can be a stardom, uh, worldwide famous players, uh, impact players, but, you know, reaching out the goals that we set. I mean, we can, I think the majority of us can do that and happy and live a happy life. Nice. Did you follow, by the way, when uh, UH had its most recent NCAA tournament team in 2016? There were a couple of Serbians on that team. Uh, Stefan yes, Jankovic, Stefan Jovanovic. Yeah. Jovanovic as well. Yeah. Yeah. I follow, I follow every year UH. I mean, I know they, they've been doing great under the, under the coach Gennar. And, um, Aaron's doing a great job in, with his uh, coaching staff, and uh, you know it's a great program. I, you know, I, I love them. their success is my success always, uh, and will be forever. I mean, I have Hawaii in my heart. I, I have met some, you know, friends, and I can call them family. You know, Merriman family is there, and you know, Nash Sobotic is there, a really good friend of mine, and many other people that you know. That I still love for so many years, keep in touch. And you know, interesting is that we keep in touch with all the people that played there mm-hmm. ever since I got there. I mean, during this confinement uh, in quarantine, we got you know on the Zoom. Actually, we used it for a long conversation one day and couple couple bottles of wine. And you know, we we remembered all the good old days. <laughs> some of you and some of the the former guys you played with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We keep in touch with Phil, with Rhino, with Longstakaki, mm-hmm. with. Uh, you know, Carl English, Phil Martin. I mean, you know, Tom Fields, Troy Osler. I mean, we we still we still keep in touch after so many years. A great group of guys, great great people. What the Hawaii I think had uh, and will always have is just had great people there. You know, that and uh, I should add that Jackson Wheeler sends his aloha to you as well. I just spoke to him a little while oh, ago. Oh, Wills, yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> say hi to Wills if he's around. I don't know. <laughs> he is still around, believe it or not. I know, but. and I still remember, uh, you know, coming back there and uh, you know with his uh, with his wife, and I mean, you know, that's I mean, just great people, just great people. I mean, everything that was uh, related to Hawaii, not for myself, but even for Narius and and. and and uh, many other people, you know, they stay there and still have a relationship with uh, with Hawaii and maybe live there. Um, it's really great. It's really great. So, all right, Savo, I got to ask you about the I Am Savo movement, you know, the, the phenomenon yeah. during your time. <laughs> uh, it was actually relatively early on while you were here. It, it came really started in 2000, which was uh, the, the WAC season of 2000, which was your first year that you were actually playing out here. Do you remember, I, I have the details here, but do you remember actually how that came about and, and when you said it and what the circumstances uh, were? I think there was either, it was a Honolulu appetizer, the interview, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they asked me about, um, yeah, how I can do something. I can remember now and I just said, like, I'm sorry, come on. <laughs> and they actually yeah the quote was the quote the day in the next day's newspaper was i'm solo it wasn't i am solo it was just I'm solo. Was, i remember it was a big sign a big uh, title and underneath was a photo of myself uh, in a white 
jersey, yes. white. Uh, yeah. The next Going game, up a layup or something. Yeah. The I next think, game, uh, your I'm friends made signs in the stands, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but but what actually happened? The the game that you said it was it was against San Jose State uh, here at at home at the Stan Sheriff Center, and you uh, were a good free throw shooter, like eighty percent almost. And you went up to the line with 3.2 seconds left in a tie game against San Jose State. Missed both free throws. Both free throws. Catch the, catch the ball. Pump faked. Made the basket and got another one. Or another free throw. Is that what happened? Uh, not quite. Not the quite. Game went, the game went to <laughs> overtime, Sabo. Yeah. And, and then you went 8 for 8 at the free throw line in overtime. Yeah. And okay, that's that one. Okay, yeah. Okay. And then uh, the newspaper guys asked you, "How were you able to do this after you uh, you missed those free throws at the end of regulation?" And that was your reply. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, come on, I'm some movement. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, it, good fans, man. I something I remember from Hawaii were the fans, man. That was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I um something uh you know we have here in um in Bilbao actually uh. Something very similar, like is that right? And it's the arena actually is very similar. I think the sizing is similar. Around nine thousand people every game. Uh, so I, maybe that's, yeah, that's why I enjoyed the ball so many so many years because it reminds me of Hawaii a little. You know, the, the arena, the green, and the, oh, is that know, right? Is yeah, green yeah, is the team green, colors. Green arena, yeah, yeah. It's wow. <laughs> Well, there. You, I guess yeah, you're right at home, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Surfing is very fair, popular here in Bilbao as well. You have like one of the best uh, left um, left. Uh, how you call them? Uh, waves that come from the left. It's mm-hmm. uh, here in Mundaka. Like they organize every every year. They organize uh, surfing World Cups here. You know, so it's pretty a pretty big surfing community. When I tell them I live in Hawaii, they're like, oh my god, you know, no shore and a pipeline and I said, yeah, yeah, I know, I saw all of those. Man, that sounds like a sister city almost. Yeah, you'd be amazed. <laughs> uh, I'll have to visit sometime when uh, when all the craziness dies down a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I haven't been yeah. to Europe yet, so that's that's definitely on the to do list for sure, man. Um, You're welcome here, Brian. Whatever you want, man. I appreciate I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I you know I read one of the final stories about you of your time out here. You were described as kind of like an international man of mystery. Dayton Morinaga yeah. wrote that. He, he said you're a cross between James Bond and Austin Powers. Wow. <laughs> how does that how does that strike you now? I hope I'm hope I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning on more on the James James Bond side. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know sounded, why there was no mystery, man. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, you know. You never know where I people always doubt it, like Nick, where did, where did this guy come from? Well, like, you know. And then, how old is this guy? I mean, and, uh, you know, born in Croatia, but he's uh, uh, lived in Belgrade, and he's Montenegrin. How that works, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that. And I think you had a reputation of being a little bit of a, of a prankster while you were out here, too. Oh, come on. I was a prankster? I what think, you, I th- I think you were. English and Phil Martin was going with, with, <laughs> with Bonnake on the team and all these guys, and you're putting me as a prank? Come on. You guys don't, I mean, oh yeah, man, you want a prankster? I mean, they're, they're, you know, I was, I was not even a top four. Wow. All right. So that's, a, that's a flat denial of being one of the yeah. top pranksters on the team. Yeah. I had a couple of, you know, okay. couple exhibitions there, but. <laughs> okay. But, but on the court, Sabo, uh, here's a quote from Riley Wallace. He's dirty, but not cheap dirty. He's more sneaky dirty. 
and oh, to yeah. it, I've been always like that. To which Even you I said, in my work, people know when I when they have to you know negotiate something or they they know. I mean, when they sit at the table, they're gonna be some. <laughs> oh, never never cheap dirty just straightforward dirty all right yeah you said at the time some stuff i do is legal some is illegal and some then, is illegal. Yeah. yeah and then on, never flop heard <laughs> on flopping you said if i fall it's because i got hit first that's correct always so all right all that being said salvo what was it like actually getting to the denver nuggets you were an undrafted player you made it as a free agent what was that whole process like because that's the that's the tough way to get there um it, first i mean i visited 18 teams in 31 days you know wow. to try to go to, uh have in mind that i was a, a shooter um a european player um, uh, coming out of college at 26 years of age I mean, all the odds were against uh, me playing in the NBA, but I really was like, I really wanted just, just to make it. I mean, I, you know, and once you're there, you just wanted to, to keep on rolling. But um, I really worked hard. I, I worked my ass off uh, in off-season and uh, getting ready for all these workouts. And actually, the worst workout I did was with the Nuggets, you know. Really? Yeah, I was really, I, I was really tired. And I mean, it was really, really tiring, uh, this process. I mean, I, I don't know. There was 18 teams I did, I visited, you know. Um, but but then something, you know, called the attention of uh, of uh, Kiki Van de Wege at the time and and uh, and the coaching staff. And you know, we came to agreement of a three years deal with uh, with the Nuggets uh, with the option for the first year on their part. Uh, started very well, you know, uh, the preseason. Um, and but then I, you know, start getting this. this Injuries and you know in my in my hamsters, uh, your hamstrings, and, uh, my calves, and um, mm -hmm. and these things you know just didn't get any better. Um, and I was really bummed when they told me that they're gonna redshirt me or they're gonna put me on an injured list mm -hmm. uh, for the first five games. Uh, I really was disappointed because I really I, I thought at the time I did fairly well. Um, you know I I don't talk about this a lot. I because not not being able to stay in the NBA kind of hurt me inside. You know, <laughs> I really thought I could have made a, a fair longer career there. But but then I played against Utah the first game after five games. I played. I made 13 points. Uh, I don't know four, three or four threes and played great. Then played another another game very well. But then again, you know, they put me on a on redshirt on a injury list, and then I you know realized this. You know, it's probably my age or something something else that didn't didn't click in together with the injuries and then you know every time i will get a chance i think i i took advantage of it um enjoy the process enjoy these two summer leagues and one full season of the nba learn the insides and outs of operations and something that i'm doing right now uh, here in europe uh but it was great experience you know it was something that you know i can you and even my kids now they're older like oh my god you did play in the NBA I said yeah you know <laughs> uh, my my daughter that is like uh, ten years old she just realized last year at this time in one of the restaurants here in Bilbao they have a big photo of me so she's like oh my god you played basketball I said yeah I don't talk to my kids about <laughs> that time they they learn from the others but um, yeah it was great it was great experience great organization. Um, Nuggets uh, was pretty amazing experience. Um, people there and uh, 
the way that the business is handled. Um, and, you know, and then there I realized that this is something I, I'd like to do, you know, sports management, front office, and, uh, you know. So it was good. It was a good experience. Nice. And, hey, believe it or not, you are only one of, I believe, five UH guys, guys to come out of UH to play in an actual NBA official game. Like, oh yeah, that's 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 something that I'm really proud of. Uh, I'm proud of also that I can be one of those five for the University of Hawaii as well. You know, the University of Hawaii had uh, representatives there. I know that's Bob Nash. I know there was AC Carter and myself, Trevor Ruffin, Tom Henderson, and Anderson. Yeah, so you know, it's I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's great. You know, it's great for me also as a person. You know that. you, for example, remember, have so many years doing an interview for me, so it's just great, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that I can, you know, keep in touch with all those people. I mean, uh, you know, Hawaii, uh, at the end, you know, not only on my, for myself, but so many other players that I keep in touch with. It kind of left a, a great impact in our lives. I think it formed us as, as people that we are today and, um, you know, if you you would ask me where would be the place to live, well, they would probably definitely Hawaii, uh, you know. So, I mean, very happy that we had not only myself but many other guys that I know that we had an opportunity to uh, to spend some time there. And you mentioned several of your old teammates already, um, but I think if there's one guy that you were kind of intertwined with, connected with during your time here more than any other guy, it had to be Carl, um, and just you know the success you guys enjoyed together. Um, I believe you guys, so after your NBA days, Savo, you actually, you played some of your pro days in Spain. Yeah. And I think Carl also played quite a bit of his career in Spain. Were you guys That's there right. at the same time? Did you guys run into each other at all? Yes, we ran into each other playing against each other one season. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. We, well, Carl and I, we, I mean, we kept in touch for so many years. I mean, uh, a great friend of mine, uh, great guy, great player. Uh, Really had an amazing career, uh, especially you know for the guy that comes from uh, from St. John's, uh, Northern Canada, uh, mm-hmm. to have such a well-established uh, international career for his national team, for University of Hawaii, for some of the top teams here in Europe. I mean, um, he can he can only be proud of himself and what he achieved, and you know it was a, it was an honor and pleasure sharing. Uh, Showing the, you know, the apartment and the court and the arena and the city and, you know, with him and especially here. And then when we, whenever we encountered, we spent some time together and, you know. And then uh, there was a situation where he played here uh, the preseason in Bilbao Basket, actually. He almost uh, signed here. Uh, oh, wow. And when I was here, we, we as a president, we tried to get him. But he uh, was too expensive, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Somebody that you, you know, people loved in Hawaii, and uh, uh, we had some great great times together. What was it like playing against him that that one year? I was awesome. He was uh, five years younger. I was winding up my career. He kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played great, and uh, you know, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to see him playing. It was it was enjoyable. But then I imagine afterwards, you you just told him, "I am Savo," and things were back to normal. After oh, that. he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Um, you know, Salva, I'll ask you just one or two more, uh, and I'll let you yeah, go. Um, 
when you think back to those those teams, I mean the heavily international cast of characters that you guys had, and just the the chemistry that allowed you to do what you guys did. I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, you mentioned already that for the best years of your life, but what what do you think made that group work so well together? What what was it kind of about those about those teams that you you and your old teammates really kind of take with you? I. I believe that there was a hard work, uh, first of recruiting, uh, and then the coaching and uh, the chemistry that Coach Wallace, uh, with his assistance, was uh, was creating. Um, I was really, really like, you know, when you say there is like um, this cliche that is used a lot that you hear, uh, we are family, you know. I mean, we were family in every sense of that word and the meaning. Um, I mean, we, we spent so much time together and great times and we, everybody knew uh, our own abilities and what we had to do on that team. Um, I, 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 many times I'm in situations here to do a corporate uh, uh, speeches and uh, appearances talking about the teamwork and um, optimizing uh, uh, the workers and uh, the members of the team, not the, the sports teams, but the, the, the work teams, the office and the boards. And I use many times uh, my experience in Hawaii, you know, with uh, DeAndre and his wife, uh, uh, the, 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 that we had this uh, project of uh, psychological change and uh, how we can get better and closer to each other. You know, so I think all of that was, you know, done in a way that uh, that put us together and uh, get in touch with each other. And I think that was very, very important. Uh, work on on the behalf of the coaching staff and uh, everybody involved in the project, you know, and uh, and uh, recruiting as well. I mean, I think that University of Hawaii always knew what type of people, firstly people and then players they wanted on their team. Even now, when uh, I, I don't deal directly with the sports area of the, of the team, I have a sports director for it. But when we discuss the strategy or the way we want to recruit and you know, the one of the very important things is, is something that I experienced in Hawaii uh, is that we need good people. I mean, we need people that understand, you know, our organization, they understand uh, relationships between the players and coaches. They are available for uh, public appearances. Uh, they have the image that uh, extroverted image that they can interact with the crowd, with uh, sponsors. And so it's really something that, that I think that was very important in Hawaii that got us all together. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, any one, you know, memory that, that stands out to you, man, that's, that's kind of your favorite from your time out here, whether it was your, your final year or, or any time before that. Oh, it was the final game. I mean, you saw, uh, I was so sad man, that I knew that it's, you know, that's it. <laughs> uh, that, you know, just so a little Xavier bit. game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The NCAA when we played, uh, Xavier. Um, yeah, there was, that was impacting uh, a moment, and uh, as well as my first game when I played, uh, dressing up as a as a Rainbow Warrior, um, because at that time I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I it was something new for me. I mean, um, but then everything, everything from then on is a great history in my and great memory in my mind. So, you know, uh, it's, I was I was blessed uh, to be part of that program for uh, for four years. You know, and, uh, you know, and not only that, but boosters as well. And I mean, you have to know that 
myself and many other players, we kept in touch. Uh, I must say that Carolyn Berry that was very involved with the project and, and the program as of today as well. I mean, every time I come to the United States, try to get in touch with her and Coach Wallace. I saw them now in February as well in, uh, in Nevada. Okay. Uh, so, you know, these are the relationships and uh, you created, besides the point of sports, uh, these are life, uh, life, lifelong relationships that, you know, we are fortunate that they can forge uh, during the lifetime. So, really thankful for that. Well, Savo, yeah, thanks again so much for making some time. Uh, we're 12 hours time difference. It's it's getting late at night over there in Spain for you. But um, I, I got one more quote that I found from your time here. I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you. Another one. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not said by you. It's actually said by an NBA scout. This is like late in your senior year, about you know mm-hmm. some of your NBA prospects. The, the scout. I think he meant this in a good way. He said uh, he's not fast, but he's quicker than you think. Yeah, I. I but <laughs> people don't don't understand that I I went through a very hard injury in uh, Alabama uh, of my uh, right leg. Um, uh, people don't understand that I, uh, this is strange, like, sci- sounds like science fiction now, but uh, I ran 100 meters. I mean, nobody can confirm, but less than 11 seconds. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, some other stuff that I made is, uh, is, uh, is uh, in athletics, which I did before I turned to basketball, was pretty amazing. So, yeah, I, but the problem is I, I'm not, I was never fast after the injury, but quick enough. There you go. And you had all the international matter mystery things working out for you. But Frederick yeah. Savovich, <laughs> hey, you, you guys were playing, you and your teammates, when I was in college at UH. And I actually have you guys to thank as part of my kind of my inspiration to, to really, you know, step out and to try my hand at sports writing and getting wow, into great. sports journalism, even at the, the UH student level at the time. So, um, yeah, it's an honor to have you on, man. And um, best wishes to you with uh, Bill Bell Basket going forward and uh, hope, hope you. you and your family are, are safe and well in the months ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Like, you know, you, you, I'm happy that, that we as a team or the players could, you know, impact your life in a way that now you do this, what you do, and you're doing great, I must say. And, uh, you know, whenever you decide to visit Spain, just, you know, send a message, uh, get a key, and, uh, you know, spend some time here. Uh, we are a little northern, you know. There's lots of rain going on here, so not lots of sun. It's not Spain, what you think, like you know, the, the toros and the, the bulls uh-huh. and the sun, and it's a little more of a rain. But it's it's good. It's cool. It's nice. Hey, from and, what you described, uh, it sounds fine. Yeah, good. You're, you're gonna have fun. You have Birmingham Museum here, something that one of five I think in the world are here, right where I live. <laughs> And uh, and nothing. Just wanted to you know say hello to everybody that know me and people that supported me and, uh, and my teammates during these four years, and the uh, Merriman family especially. You know these are people that you know really helped me a lot there. Uh, Jim, John, and Wally and their wives and they're now kids. They're grown. They're college. And it's pretty amazing how time flies. Um, uh, Carolyn, Carolyn Berry as well. Coach Wallace, Wills is Will still on or is he around or? How did he? How did, he knows that we are talking, or what, is this live? <laughs> he's not on the call right now, but uh, <laughs> he. I wouldn't be surprised if he found a way to to get on the call. But uh, I spoke to him on the phone just before this, and he told me to say hello. 
And, I got to uh, yeah, he, he calls me all the time so that I keep in touch with him. He's he's teaching at UH, if you can believe that. They actually I know, I know what's trust going on. him I to teaching. <laughs> nice. Good. All right. Well, Nash Subotic, I hope he hears that. He's going to love that. <laughs> and, I'll make him uh, listen. You know, so many people there that just say hi, aloha, and uh, mahalo for everything.